blowing hot air out of Tokyo's backside, welcome to the Japan What Podcast. My name is Matt Bigelow. And I'm Tom Molesky. We're here to discuss the inner workings of Japan with an outsider's perspective with zero insight. Zero insight indeed. If you're looking for insight, this is not the place. Wrong podcast. Pop, 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 there we go. That was uh, pretty loud in the mix. Yeah, that there, was, uh, yeah. I was like, oh dear. I can't even hear myself <laughs> Me speak. Uh, so here we are. We're uh, broadcasting in, or podcasting in Kinshicho today. Yeah. Aren't we, Tom? Our second episode, a big one. Yeah. And um, the way we uh, find these right. wonderful studios is, is an endeavor indeed. Yes, it's, uh, I mean, each time, um, I think it's called Instabases, uh, and we look for uh, just different spaces, usually uh, unused rooms that are rented out on an hourly basis, and that's where we set up and uh, record these wonderful shows for you. Yeah, today we're in Kinshicho, which is a major kind of uh, Southeast Asian hub. Yeah. There's like there's a ton of Thai restaurants, Filipinos. That's and, right, yeah. Um culture cafes and things like that. I used to play here at some kind of uh, ethnic vibey place where, you know, people have frame drums and, and oh, unusual really? instruments from around the world. Oh, that's yeah. cool. I didn't know bad. that actually. Yeah. I know there's I think a live house uh called Third Stage around here and there's a decent bouldering place called the T-Wall. Um but Are you I, into bouldering? I used to be. I, I want to get in. I thought that's like one fun. of the coolest because gyms suck. Yeah, they do. Um, well, I mean, I guess comparatively, but uh, bouldering's really fun. It's a little pricey here. That's uh, the one thing. Yeah, yeah. and it, the, sometimes they're small, and you gotta wait twenty five minutes just to climb up the side of a wall. Um, if you go to the Green Arrow Cafe, um, I think there's a chain of them, and I think it actually started in Chiba. Um, they're it's usually not too packed. It's usually on the beginners that you can. There's not a line or anything like that. It's small. It's not. It's not huge, but it's um. It's friendly and it's a good place to start. I think Green Arrow Cafe. Yeah. So we're in. A, we use this online database you know, yeah. rented by the hour, and mm-hmm. it's kind of the end of the year, which means it's a bonin kai season, which is a year end party thing where everyone's getting wasted every day. Um, oh, yes. favorite time of the year. Uh, yeah, you can see people urinating on uh, train stations and things like that. It's pretty disgusting. I have yet to see that one, I but I've certainly. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> on the Chu Line at Shinjuku Station. On the train. Oh man. Um, so I don't know why, but on the wall of this mm-hmm. tiny apartment that we're in, uh, I mean, a podcasting studio. Our podcasting studio. There's a there's a painting of a peacock surrounded by butterflies. And that was it, the weirdest segue ever. It says on the wall, virtuous peacocks. Let that sink How, in. Have you ever lived near peacocks? Uh, no, and even I less have. of a chance of a virtuous one. They're not virtuous. No, I didn't think so. These people got the English right, but yeah. the concept wrong. Yeah. Um, you notice in this, uh, you don't see this painting, uh, listeners, but the Peacock is not showing its famed tail feathers, so it does show a little humility, which would lend credence to the fact it's a virtuous peacock. What about a virtue signaling peacock? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it's like there's a whole bunch of, it's wearing like a Black Lives Matter t-shirt, oh. and it's like waving an LGBTQ flag and it's things like that. It's on its smartphone. Yeah, it's on its <laughs> smartphone tweeting. Yeah, it's anti-Trump tweets. I'm a virtue signaling peacock, and I think that gay people have rights because rights are rights and human rights are gay rights. 
I'm a virtue signaling peacock. Well, let's be thankful that's not what they put on the wall. No, it's just actually a very nice, <laughs> cute little peacock surrounded I, I got to say, your head goes in weird places when you see <laughs> Yes, I think it does. Um, so we're trying to get some uh, bits, segments for yes. the show. Uh, last week, we were doing high or not high. Yes. But then we thought, like, I don't always think high thoughts, because I don't right, really yeah. have like a lot of drugs in my life, except yeah. for coffee and booze. Right, right. So It's kind of hard to be like that, hey, man, yeah. I'm the man, man. Well, well, you know, we can be open-minded about it. It's only our second episode. Why don't we just bounce it around a little? Sure. It's something or not something is a, probably that, a good that's concept. That's right. Something yeah. or not something. Yeah. And this one is douche or not douche. Douche or not douche. Douche no, or not a, douche. I'm intrigued. I'm curious of uh, your, the concepts you want us to go It goes back over. to the gym. I went to the to, gym today oh, trying to lose weight, I maintain see. muscle mass. That's right. Get some, you know, get some, um, get some bumps going. Yeah, you know? a little, some lines. Lines, yeah. lines, gotta get lines. Yeah. Um, and this is one of those 24-hour a day right, gym yeah. places, Joy Fit. I'm not sure which one it is. I can never remember if it's Joy Fit or the other one. Let's see. Yeah, I'm at Joy Fit. There's another one that's like Anytime Fitness or something like that. You pay like 7000 or 8000 sure. yen a month, and you can go anytime. Yeah, no, um, I would love to have a Joy Fit, a place called Joy Fit in America and see who would actually join. It just doesn't, I don't know, the whole building muscle and it just doesn't, Joy fit. The name right. it, yeah. it doesn't yeah. seem to really no, match. Yeah. In any case, I'm just sorry. like Virtuous Peacock. Yeah, I know. Like Virtuous Peacocks. It yeah. has this maybe maybe we should cross these two and say make a gym called Virtuous Peacock. Yeah, that's what, not bad. Yeah. Yeah. Virtuous because pe- peacocking is like, hey ladies, what's going on? <laughs> right. And that's where you go to get your Yes. Get your lines. Yeah. My peacock lines. <laughs> but I digress. I'm sorry. Douche or no douche. Douche or not yes. douche. So there's these different stations where people work out. Well, this really pissed you off. <laughs> well, it's just the incredulity of it. Oh, okay. All where right. there's this one guy, mm-hmm. and he's taken over like three different workstations. Really? Where he's leaving, like he has his smartphone in one station. Wow. And he goes to another station to yeah. like work out. Right. Then on a third station, he's leaving behind little pieces of equipment there, kind of staking his territory. Wow. And he's doing this routine of like yeah. chin-ups, uh-huh. and then he's also doing... Doing like leg work by pulling on these other pulleys, really? and then he like has one of those holder things with the wheel in it. Some kind know? of CrossFit. Yeah, thing. and okay. then kind of so he's basically turned a public gym into a private gym. Yeah, that's and not cool. I just walk up to one of the machines because I don't know, right? You're not yeah. slow, you're technically not supposed to be using two machines at the same time. Absolutely. So I walk up to one and I just move the gear and yeah. then I start just doing like some um, uh-huh. uh, chest work. Yeah, right. Yeah. Some fly, mm-hmm. you know. And I put one of the fly handles down, and he comes over, oh, really? lowers the fly handle, and then starts doing leg work right next to me. Okay. So he left his workstation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Left all of his stuff there. Okay. Came to my workstation, and then started using uh-huh. the equipment I had just put down like a second ago. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So is that douche or not douche? What kind of look was he giving you when he was doing it? That's well, a- I couldn't really because he had a cheap black hat on, a okay. massive black mask, okay. and he was wearing a black sweater and black pants and black shoes. Okay, this is um, 
this may be edging into mental illness a little yeah, bit. Yeah, is I'm he not, like, I'm a dangerous guy. I wear black. Yeah, I um, I'm all black man. Yeah, I don't know. This is um a little bit of uh, I'm getting muscles. Right, and I'm all right. black. Yeah. I'm going to use all the stations. I uh, yeah, and there's um, only like four stations. Absolutely no. Um, I I'm leaning toward douchey, but a little bit like I'm a little nervous. I'm a uh, I'm a yeah. little nervous about what he might do, like. This guy might snap, you know. He's wearing he's wearing one of those black face masks. Yeah, not yeah, the like, white ones. Right, right. The the, the hospital mask. You mean though? Right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. The surgical masks. Yeah. Okay. So I hope that that ink well, gives him cancer. Well, you know, if he has douche a- cancer. <laughs> If he has a cold, you really shouldn't be working out anyway. So the, I mean, um, I think he's just trying to hide his identity. Well, you know, I mean, people are, I've, you know, clearly, you know, looking for him. Um, <laughs> but wearing, even just wearing a hat in while working out seems a bit out there. And some guys like really get into like their fitness clothing and sure. it's like Under Armour. Yeah, and yeah. It's like, but his was his was just kind of tattery. It was yeah. tattery black. Yeah, yeah. And like different shades of black, meaning like the sweater was older and the, right. and the pants were newer. Yeah. And it was all just kind of shoddy, low-grade sweat workout things. I feel like... He's doing a, CrossFit. Yeah. I feel like not. in a culture like this, this is a person that clearly needs a friend. Like a friend, one of those friends that are just like, listen, come with me, sit down. Look, yeah, what what are you doing? Like, Ah. like I feel like this is a person that has no friends, so he really learns he has no couth. Um, He doesn't really. Nobody has ever told him because people will just. It's just easier to avoid him. So he just gets muscles, and that's it. Well, I I mean, I guess, Um, and who knows? I get the feeling that this is a person that is. Wants people to pay attention. So if people are not paying attention to him at the gym, after a while, he's going to drop out of it. Yeah, I hope so. I yeah. hope that's the result. I hope he drops out of the gym and goes and gets the help he needs. Yeah, yeah, and by exactly. that, I mean douche cancer. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm here. Yeah, yeah. Wait, no, wait. <laughs> well, I'm going to lean towards douche, but a little bit more of just a uh, uh, perhaps needing a, some... Uh, social social instruction social counseling and uh he might be well on his way after that i think so but yes i'll go with douche let's see let's see what google says okay this is tough i'm doing this on the fly oh huh that's not very loud no uh that was a fail let's try again douche (laughs) douche douche Let's go with a British pronunciation or American pronunciation. Let's switch it to American. Well, American's going to be louder. Douche. Yep. See? Douche. Yeah. That's interesting, actually. The American focused more on the first syllable and the British pronunciation focused more on the shh. It's really quite douche. (laughs) I'm from England. I'm from Leeds. And it's a douche. Whereas the American was like, no, I want to make sure you hear this. Yes. Hey, douche. <laughs> douche, you. Get cancer and die. I didn't realize they recorded someone from Brooklyn. <laughs> My goodness. Yeah, that would be a good pronunciation guy. Yeah. The angry New Yorker. <laughs> All of this weird segment of the... AKA New Yorker. English. I mean. in- yes. AKA New Yorker. Hey, what's you doing over there? <laughs> 
All right. All right. So, so that's that's the something not something, and it's yeah. definitely something, and that something is douche. If you have any ideas of what our next topic should be, please send us a message. Give us a comment. We've done high, not high, douche, not douche. What do you think we should do next? Yeah, send us a message. on. I set up a uh, Facebook page yeah. for the Japan What podcast. Yes. Get get your uh, get your uh, Japan What needs there. Yes. All right. We've well, learned a lot. Let's let's move on then. Okay. Bye bye. That segment. See you later. Um, where did you want to go from here? I wanted to talk a little bit about music, actually, right. about the music scene because that's my my focus mainly. Um, I just wanted to ask you first, though. Um, you've organized events. I think you've mentioned. Have they always been? I know they were open mic events, um, but did you also have a like? Um, like, you know, the typical four band. Yeah, I've done concert. that a few times. Okay. Yeah. Um, what do you think, um, number one, okay, uh, if you go to a live house, if you are in a band and you're a first-timer and you live in the area and you go to a live house, they usually charge you a norma. And when I say norma, they usually say you must guarantee that um, there will be eight, usually eight to ten customers That's right. that will... Um, that are coming to see you, and if not, you will pay the difference in the ticket price. That's right. So basically, the organizers are also charged. Yes, yeah. right, exactly. So um, actually, do you blame events? And um, you're right, as an organizer, you'd be charged, but you would probably pass it down to the performers or or not. It's that's right, yeah, that's right, yeah. yeah. Basically, you just pass around cost. Right. Now... Nowadays, at, when I first heard that, it was my knee-jerk reaction was like, absolutely not. That's ridiculous. Why? That's everybody's it? reaction. But knowing now what you know about musicians and the music scene, do you actually blame the venues for having this policy? Well, the one of the key differences yeah. is um, if you uh, in Japan, mm -hmm. you're paying the norma basically because they're hiring a sound guy yeah. for you. They yeah. have drums. Right. They have equipment. Right. It's well-maintained. They have a good lighting. Uh, good lighting yeah. and everything like that, yeah. even though it's dated. Yeah, it's that's true. It's quite dated. And okay. it's, it's always, for me, it's like a rock and roll, like a punk. Yeah. It's like a mixture of glam rock and punk rock. Yeah feeling right so it's like a lot of the music that's popular since 1987 right okay. doesn't have a whole lot of lights flashing and so yeah, that's a if good you're gonna too. go and see like um uh like a, a folk band like uh, or a or not a country band how would i say that like a like singer a songwriter singer songwriter backup crew yep. like you, you don't really need a lot of no you, you don't, don't need a lot of technology to get that going that's true so yeah. this is based on like the image of guns and roses yeah, and yeah. so there, there's a lot of cost to even open up the door. Right, you have to yeah. get soundproofing. You, mm -hmm. like I said, you got to hire things. Mm -hmm. And I think that there's a pipeline between mm -hmm. um, music schools and live okay. houses. Okay, where they kind of guarantee you a job doing sound engineering. Really, and so okay. they have to charge lots of money in order to keep those schools open because those oh, schools wow. pave the way for paid work after graduation. That's my wow. conspiracy theory. Okay. And I stand by it. Okay. So it's, um, yeah. So uh, you when, when, you, say, when you say like yeah. all of that detail I just gave right now is very different from what most people who moved to Japan to do music would think would be like, yeah, yeah well, um, 
I'll charge $5 at the door or right, $10 right. at the door or $15 yes. at the door. Right. My friends will come in and drink and party and order a bunch of food. Mm-hmm. I keep the door. You keep the money. Win, win. Let's do this. And everyone's like, yeah, man, we got a stage. Come on in. Bring your friends. Well, But um, not in Japan. Well, this is the other thing, though. I mean, let's imagine there's a lot of different situations with this. If you have an event, if a band books two events um, uh, in the month or something, and they have a better deal with one, or they're just friendlier with one, or there's just more likely that people will go to that, they'll probably promote that one more as opposed to the other one. And it, I do feel there's a responsibility for bands to promote um, if you have a good stage with good sound equipment and good... Uh, and even dated but decent lighting. Okay, I feel like there is um, that doesn't come for free. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it uh, makes sense to charge for. It. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually kind of agree with that. I mean, it's and Japan, then, everybody's super meticulous. So if someone's going to open up a live house, they're yeah. going to do all the research and, right. and they're going to like it's going to be professional. It's not going to be just some mm-hmm. guy in a room. The other thing is um, nowadays people don't drink in the bars all that much. Most of them will get loaded or try to sneak drinks into the place as well. That's what I do. Yeah. Um, I try not to. Um, I'll have one or two before, but yeah. sure. Um, so nowadays it's less and less of a, a guarantee that anybody, and, and I mean, all our friends will come. You say that, but like how, how do many? You, how do you yeah. get them to come again and again? And, right. And then um, a few bands were successful at yeah. doing that in the past 10 years. Right. Um, uh, a group of people that I have an eternal feud with. Oh, really? Uh, the Jimmy Binks boys. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. They were kind of, right. in a sense, using me as a farm. Oh, dear. They okay. didn't maybe know it or anything, but yeah. I can't stand them. And they okay. make kids' music, let's be honest. <laughs> if you put their music on a kid's show, it would match perfectly with everything. Yeah, okay, it would match, but it's yeah. not that it's... I don't really have any, a, a bone Anyways, to pick with them. They so. were they were yeah. one. they were one band that managed to... Pack places, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes. wherever they went, you know, they they man, they, so they had a very successful run. Did they make any money? I don't know. Um, yeah, that's a good point. Did very. I never saw them go on tour. Yeah, I, I never saw them make music videos. They're basically a, a successful pub band. They did. Yeah, pub bands, okay, basically. I can go with that. Yeah. And and I think more of their success came out of playing pubs than playing live houses as well. That's correct. Yeah, like I mean, and. The Although music's... they did play, yeah. I, I used to play with them a long time ago. Yeah, um, Jimmy Binks and the Shakehorns was like a mm-hmm. like just like a, a cover band originally, and then they started okay. writing some of their own music. Right, but they're very cheerful lads. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Or they they their their performances are very cheerful and they're very skilled musicians. Yeah, so been... it's very enjoyable. You can just go Absolutely. and enjoy. So the the audience reach was kind of wide to begin with because it's it's not disagreeable music. Oh yeah, yeah. So, Absolutely. That's one band that managed to sort of mm-hmm. go beyond the um, Norma system. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm trying to think of. There's a few. I mean, if you are a proven commodity, that's you know you're bringing forty, fifty people every time you play, then they're going to wave that pretty quickly. But that's you have correct. to do at least a, two or three shows to yeah, prove that. So you kind of like the Norma yeah. is like, oh, you want to play here? Let's right. see how serious you are because. We're serious. Yeah, yeah. So I, that that charge is that's kind of what it means. Yeah, and a lot of places will um, bands prom- promise to promote, but that usually entails maybe one post on one, each of their social media. Sure. And that's just not going to do it. No. Uh, I don't. I don't think they realize. Um, 
it, it could bring one person per, I'd say one person per uh, Ten media. Ten activities. Yeah. Well, yeah, or per media, yeah. you know what I mean, would, would probably come because of that post, and that's just not enough. So um, working, I've worked more on the, uh, on the organizer side of it, and people, I would, I would get kind of outraged with bands, and little by little as, you know, fewer people were showing up to my events, I was like starting to be like, no, no, I get the, I get it now. I get why you, you the place has to stay in business, you yeah, know. And, yeah. um, and frankly, I think live music is kind of becoming a little passe for a lot of people. I think so, so too. I think it's going the way of the DJ. So, yeah. so these places have to stay in business. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that there's some bands that attract audiences for a brief period, or yeah. people become lifelong fans. Right. Uh, it's pretty rare. Yes, it to is. To be honest, yeah. and, uh, most people, I think, just were happy to walk around on mm-hmm. Spotify. And, yeah. And forego the whole thing. It's free. Mm. Um, yeah. Japanese people are they're they can be very dedicated audience yeah. members, but they're not interesting audience members. Uh, okay. They just sort of sit there mm-hmm. and sip a drink. And they're very impressed, and they're watching yeah. everything, and they have see, a lot yeah. of mental activity going on. They're sharp and everything. They're not physically involved. Yeah, but yeah, they're okay. not bopping their heads. Right. You, like, and they, they clap poorly. Like, everything <laughs> they do is not good. In well, terms okay. Of audio. Like, just being there is good. Yeah. And, you know, they'll pay the The presence price. is good, yeah. yeah. So they're, they're numbers. That, yeah. Just numbers. Asian right. numbers. I'm not, well. <laughs> no, they're not Asian numbers. But uh, it, it's, it, it is very true. Where it's like, you'll have like a famous death metal band yeah. come to Japan. They'll play like a 200 seat uh, place. The mm. place is packed. Right. And the death metal band just going. And like rocking like so hard. Yeah. And you're just looking at a sea of non-moving people. Yeah, yeah, you're All right. dressed in black. All with hair parted to the side. Maybe a couple of They're dressed of apart, you're right. Yeah, but. So you know there is this idea that the <laughs> the, the the place isn't that engaging to the band, and then the uh, audience mm-hmm. isn't that engaging to the band as well. Right? Yeah. So can okay. be can be okay. Let I don't me mean to just bitch and complain. No, no, it's all right, and it's it's interesting to hear this because I don't think everybody just puts it out there. I mean, they might say it between friends and stuff, but they won't they won't actually say their real feelings. And, and oh, you know, oh, we're recording. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, let me ask you this then, okay? So I'm on. Up- I happen to know Japanese people who are great <laughs> audience members. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me let me say this again. As you're uh, as of becoming like a foreign artist, foreign band, how often does it make sense to play a live house? I really don't know. Um, I I. Um, I was I was a folk I'm a folk guy yeah and so when I look at the whole structure of live houses it's yeah. it's it's like I said it's based upon like mm. Motley Crue yeah or um, Guns and Roses mm-hmm. which is a great business model makes sense there's right. a massive fan base yeah um, but I was looking at it going like. If I just like I have like a clarinet, we don't we don't need a lot of power to, right. to get our yeah. sound out there. Yep, uh, just a couple of mics, if even that, because the um, mm-hmm. instruments themselves reverberate around the room. Right. Like, yeah. If you have a trumpet player, you really don't need a microphone on it because it's gonna it's gonna yeah. it's gonna penetrate the whole room. Yeah. Yeah. So we looked at it, and I I I I, I hate live houses mm. for the most part. Okay. I think they're boring, smoky, mm-hmm. dark, and just overdone. Yeah. So 
I, when I was doing folk music, we were doing underground cafes. Yeah, yeah. We were doing um, just like little street festivals. Mm-hmm. Uh, so things like that. So I looked at the live house thing and I said, I don't like engaging with this business model. I'm going to do something else with my music. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of people that think like you as well. I think that's it's they're moving away from live houses in general. Um, I do feel that there's an advantage to occasionally playing them, especially if you are filming and getting um, some recordings off the soundboard. Yeah. I feel like it's good to have some live footage of your band to play. And then um, also just having your fans come in to see you play kind of a different setting. Um, Yes, maybe it's 80s lighting and smoke machines, but it's still, it it kind of, it can add to the experience of someone that's already seen you in a cafe in a a smaller kind of friendlier kind of atmosphere as opposed to like a a little bit colder, a little more professional uh, setting. With the Uh, Dead Sea Dropouts, we used a donation model. Oh, okay. Where we handed out a basket after the performance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we, like we didn't have like much of a, uh-huh. a norma system right and yeah. then so we would walk away with you know a couple hundred bucks really just from cafes okay we would do two sets pass the hat around twice mm. so people are coming and going and they see some of the music that we've never seen this before this is great of course i'll put in a thousand yen you know? yeah so it was based upon like a, a charity donation model I tried that once. I tried actually having a... I made a tour. Um, I called it the Sobu Acoustic Tour. And I made it with... Um, uh, I don't know if you know Greg Snaz. Uh, you know Mickey. Mickey Acorn. And, I never um, know what to call him. Uh, just, well, Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, Andrew Holtby. Uh, you know Instant yeah, Karma. Yeah. yeah. So uh, the three of them played. And I'd just bring in a guest, uh, uh, a guest uh, performer actually every time and I went around with the passing the hat around but yeah it never it really didn't amount to enough frankly we yeah we the uh, the Dead Sea Dropouts was so unusual yeah. and so energetic that's a good point and and, though, yeah. and uh, so giving in yeah. a way that people enjoyed donating it wasn't just yeah. like a guy with an acoustic guitar it was I like, agree though yeah, yeah. That's a good point, though. You don't usually see a performance of the klezmer music um, that often. So, yeah, I, I can see that. Okay. Well, that I'm glad to hear your thoughts on Norma. Um, can I uh, bring up one other thing? Of course. Yes. If you were uh, organizing an event, what um, what is the line if somebody cancels on you? What is Where is your kind of... Where do you say, okay, I can see that point, I forgive you? Or where where do you draw the line where I'm not contacting this performer again? Yeah, um, that's yeah. I, I've never really run into that. Oh, I've ha- I, I have canceled one show. Yes, yeah. Um, on the day myself. Okay. And this was for, um, I, well, who's the pianist from uh, Takashi Umemi and the Comrades? Oh, Sanai. Sanai. Yeah. And her, I don't, I don't know if they're still together or not, but uh, Dave. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They do Parallel Lives. Uh, Dale Haskell, right? Dave Haskell. Dale Haskell. Yeah. Dale, Dale. Thank That's you. That's right. Yeah. Sure. Um, and I, have, I was kind of doing some drumming with them. Sure. And one, like, one day they were doing some covers at a curry restaurant. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't too pumped about the show because I just didn't feel like... But I didn't... Oh, okay. I wasn't feeling good that day. And okay. I was kind of going, I don't feel good. Uh, I don't yes, think I'm right. going to perform that well tonight. Uh, I don't want to go out and mm-hmm. cough and be sick on stage. Okay. So I canceled on the day. They never contacted me again. Yeah. So I, I get can, that. Sure. 
But at the same time, I was just kind of doing some light drumming in the background. Okay. So yeah. where's my line? Yeah. You have to give me a week's notice. I think if, uh, within one week, okay. I would cut it off. Okay. So Unless there was like a tragedy. Okay. Day of is... is... Day of is fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's... Uh, well, I've had... Um, I've also had the situation where someone was begging me to put them on their event... And then I put them on, and then it was a month before, I think, but and they canceled, and it was tough just getting a band. I usually need two months to get to put together a decent, yeah. Oh, because you're in Chiba. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Right. So, um, yeah, there's not just random people looking to do events as as easily as in Tokyo, I think. Yeah, because I put together an acoustic show about a year ago yeah. for a recording. Yep. And with a guy from Australia, Charlie, yeah. he was he wanted to do some live recording. And I was like, okay, let's do it. Sounds yeah. like fun. I'm right. into this shit. Within like 20 minutes, I had four or five people lined up. Oh, nice. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, I um I haven't had your luck. <laughs> and I spoke to uh was it uh John at uh, got faded and John is just like, "Oh, whatever." And I'm like, "I can't I don't have that kind yeah, of mental." Yeah, he, he is he is like that. But yeah. it's good though. I think you yeah. need that if you're going to be you can't get so worked up over he's, everything. He's a hustler. Yeah. Johnny. Yeah, yeah he is. <laughs> but he can just roll with it too. He does yeah. like, "Okay, next, you know." Yeah, that is that I is take it personal. Yeah. yeah. You take it personal. I do. I take it a little personal, but I, I also understand it's just like it's yeah, the older you get, the more you're just like, yeah, mm-hmm. all right. You know, yeah. maybe just this time I'm not going to do it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. yeah, taking it personally is not the way to go. No, it isn't. But um, I, when I view it as like, okay, that's not a reliable person. Right. I'm not going to be putting them at the top of the list next time I need to get something done. Right. There's that too. I don't, well, no, I don't, I don't contact them and get all pissy about it but it's the same time it's like well yeah don't don't like ask a virtue me for a signaling show. peacock yeah <laughs> damn you peacock yeah. <laughs> as a minority in japan yeah. i find your cancellation highly disturbing we need to have a talk yeah. <laughs> i keep looking back at, whenever you use that voice i look at the peacock and imagine it's coming out of that of yes. his, out of his beak listen we have enough discrimination going on. And the last thing I need in my life as a minority in Japan is people canceling on my ethnic diversity shows. And now I have to make them less diverse. And that's because of racism like you. Could we take a picture of this and put it on the Facebook page? So oh, yeah. when they, uh, when people are listening to you do it, they can actually see oh, the picture. Oh, that sounds like a great idea. The yeah. Virtue signaling peacock. The virtue signaling peacock. Yeah, there we go. You can add some text over it. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, I, I think I've used up my tapped out the music uh, resource. Yeah. What are we going to next? Um, of course, we're going to go into mm-hmm. Stupid Gadget of the Week. Stupid Gadget. S G O T W. It's the first time I've heard that. <laughs> That's the Stupid Gadget of the Week segment. My Stupid Gadget of the Week. So, <laughs> did you hear it as stupid or super? Uh, I heard it as stupid, but I hear, I, even when it's super, I tend to hear it as stupid, so. Stupid Gadget of the Week. Stupid Gadget, S-G-O-T-W. 
All right. Take it away, Tom. <laughs> Hold on one second. I apologize. Okay, okay. I had the wrong so one called. We up, all so. know that living in Japan means yes. uh, there's a there's a group of people. Some of them are naturally rejects. <laughs> and then those rejects give a bad image to a wider diaspora of people. Whether they are rejects or not, the perception of them being rejects becomes much more reasonable in terms of discriminatory jingles. All right. Well... I have uh, brought up the story, and I, I'll give a little commentary here. So um, police have seized LSD from the home of actress Erica Sawajiri, who was arrested last month over the possession of the synthetic drug MDMA, investigative sources said Friday, backing up her account to police that she used various illegal drugs, such as LSD and cocaine. The Tokyo District Public Prosecutor's Office, meanwhile, indicted uh, Sawajiri on Friday on charges of possessing MDMA at her apartment. A piece of paper found at Sawajiri's home in Tokyo when it was raided on November 16th, the date of her arrest, was later confirmed to be impregnated with LSD, the sources said. Impregnated? It says impregnated with LSD. I'd like to impregnate her with some LSD. A harumph, okay. Although the 33-year-old actress has allegedly told uh, investigators that she used marijuana, LSD, and cocaine in addition to MDMA, a urine test came back negative. Naoki uh, Yokokawa, 38-year-old fashion designer and former boyfriend of Sawajiri, was also arrested last week for allegedly pe- uh, possessing MDMA. The police suspect that he was involved in obtaining the LSD. Sawajiri was awarded the Best Newcomer Award at the Japan Academy Film Prize for her role as an ethnic Korean girl living in Japan in 2005's uh, Pachigi, uh, directed by Kazuyuki uh, Izutsu. Um, I, I, I just noticed one thing about this story, Matt. I, yeah, I, what's, um, up? what's going on? Erika Sawajiri sounds Japanese. Um, is yeah. she a s- no, she's totally Japanese. Oh, she is? Oh, yes. okay. There's I no see. doubt about her being, she's like ethnic Korean, but, you know, raised in Japan. Ah, uh, okay. Looks and behaves like a Japanese, but mm. um, the, I, the the jingle is a discriminatory asshole. Oh, okay. So yes. I don't, yeah. the, the nature of the jingle yeah. itself, yeah. if we're going to like, we're already dipping our toes into discrimination yeah. by calling something the stupid gaijin of the week. Yeah, you're right. The I AI agree. kind of took control of that and, I see. and went full on racism. Oh, wow. So I agree with you. Yeah, yeah. Erica is not a stupid gaijin. She's no, like not a at stupid all. Japanese. Oh, I see. I see. But to okay. the jingle, the uh-huh. fact that she's ethnic Korean yeah. makes her Japanese. I see. Uh, no, Gomenesai yeah. makes her. Stupid gotcha. <laughs> I'm going to be hearing that a lot in these shows, aren't I? <laughs> so there we go. Well, I I've... heard that she w- she was hiding uh, ecstasy and LSD in her bra. Oh wow, really? What a find. Well, imagine being the guy that finds that in boobs. <laughs> you got this beautiful model with great tits. And you take off her bra, and <laughs> ecstasy and LSD falls out of it. <laughs> they just turn. The gift it's that true. keeps on yeah. giving, man. Well, um, it's just like I got a. You got any more bras? <laughs> <laughs> do you got any more bras, or do you got any more bra? Yeah. Like, because uh, then it sounds like you're in bra? Hawaii. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, I uh, a, a couple things that caught me about this, and um, first off, I think stupidity. Binds us, unites she's us all, a smoke right? Smoke show. Oh, she's beautiful. 
She's a beautiful woman. I find it a little disturbing. Drugs in tits. But they, um, from this article, they actually don't mention any kind of probable cause. They just said they seized it from her home. And that, I'm wondering what actually prompted this. Oh, absolutely. You Jealous know? bitches. You think? Yeah. You think people oh, are just. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, do you think yeah, why it was. Why is Erica getting all the work? Because she's a. Super gotcha. This should be for Japanese people only. So they ratted her out as the drug whore that she is, and now she's kicked out, My and goodness. now somebody else pure can take her place. That probably also was that she probably shared with, frankly. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. I think she. I think there's a rat, an opportunistic rat. Yeah. Oh, you know, in entertainment, yeah, there's always going to be. Um, I uh, and I guess I think also the boyfriend. Do you, there was the idea that Ex-boyfriend? maybe. Ex-boyfriend. Uh, let's see. Sorry, uh, former boyfriend. Former you're right. Boyfriend. Yep. Yeah. Um, feeling nostalgia for the drugs in the bra. Yeah, I guess. Well, he was arrested. You, you think she would cover for him? No. Okay. No, not at all. Just uh, you know, not just wondering about that. So no, yeah. no, no. Okay. No, I don't. I don't think people who make it in the entertainment industry, yeah, are the biggest liars backstabbers yeah backstabbers there's a whole chain of money okay. they're motivated their time is limited yeah and they got all these people surrounding them trying to get them better and better jobs right <laughs> yes well that said that was a good one that was deeper shade of soul deeper shade of soul <laughs> well you know what though at the same time i mean of course i don't want to condone any illegal no. activities but at the same time it, so i feel like somebody's calling oh really okay we'll hold this conversation hello Who's this? Uh, this is the god of Takashi Meme and the comrades. Okay, we're recording, Takashi. What's going on, man? <laughs> Umechan. <laughs> How are you guys? Yeah, good. We're, we're just talking about Erica Sawajiri, and she was probably backstabbed with to get all the drugs in her bra. Uh, yeah, so I think... It's, we- like a, it's like a Paris Hilton type of thing? Yeah, man, with, with less cocks. <laughs> well, well you, you, you never know. Yeah. Less cocks? Less cocks on camera. Okay. <laughs> well, in any case, this was uh this was an actress found with LSD and uh it, interestingly she admitted to having cocaine and marijuana, but they didn't test positive. She didn't test positive for it. So they, if they found it, she would never be tested positive because it wasn't still, uh, she, she haven't used it yet. Uh, well, she admitted to it, but then she didn't test it negative, which I find very interesting. Mm, she, she might be selling. Or, <laughs> or, or she thought she was testing negative for a different disease. Oh, <laughs> this poor woman. <laughs> she, I don't have AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> You're negative. Thank God. For what? Yeah. For what? <laughs> AIDS. I don't know this woman. I have nothing against hey, her. Are you guys planning to do this every week? I think so. Yeah, yeah. Why? You want to come on sometime, dude? It, no, it's not about that. It's about. Well, it's all right. I was just curious. So, what is it about then, Takashi? Yeah, you're opportunistic. <laughs> <laughs> you guys want to do this on the outcast? We're, we're, we're totally recording right now. You're, you are live. Well, recorded yeah. live. So, Takeshi, what's going on, man? 
We have a gig. What's tonight? What's go- tonight? Yeah. Awesome. Where is it? Weiss Bar in Shinjuku. Kabukicho, Shinjuku. Cool, man. Is it around like oh, where all the um, Kabukicho used to be dangerous, but now it's full of uh, Asian families? Uh-huh. I'm sure you <laughs> um, go at the right place at the right time. It's still I, pretty dangerous. I am, I am Asian, and, and the, the event is, a, is an old Filipino event, so it's around the same area, I think. Oh, really? What, 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 why is this a Filipino it's, event? That's interesting. It's... Uh, I used to judge a battle of the band competition for the Philippine festival and they, these artists that move around Tokyo, move, move in and around Tokyo, got in contact with me and invited me to play. So we've been doing this, we've done this last year and we were invited again this year. And what, what, what type of, um, is it just battle of the bands or is it something else? Is there also like a no, beauty? It's the bands that compete on those on those event uh, on those competitions, but they're they won't they're not gonna be there to compete. They're just gonna be there to have fun. And we got we got rappers too. We got all kinds of music. Oh, Filipino. Cool. So. Yes, Tom. So this one is called Unsilent Night Five by Rap Rakan Two. Rap Rakan Two. Rap Rakan Two. Oh, okay, and. Uh, Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So, uh, yeah, let me get a quick plug then. It's, uh, it's, you're featuring Outcast, uh, Dom, Inside Out, Brown Men in the Sun, What's Up Kids, Espada, your band, Takashi Umemi and the Comrades, Mary Mantra, uh, let's see, Numba, Lik, Lik Diwa? Oh, wow. That's quite a, that's a mouthful. Um, Does that mean something? I, no I idea. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Hoodlum Records and then Raven. And, uh, yeah, that's, uh, let's see. Um, and it's in Kabukicho. It's Live House. What, what's the Live House? Wise Bar. Okay, why the letter? Bar. So it's not wise, like, smart and all-knowing. It's why apostrophe S. Yeah. Okay. Look at me. I'm not wise enough to be in some, somewhere. In, oh, in you're so thing. modest. But, Takashi, I got to ask you, why? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> The letter, not the question. Oh, that's a good question. I'm going to ask the bar. <laughs> he could just say, why not? <laughs> why? Not to get Somebody philosophical. All right, yeah. man. Um, so uh, anything else to add, Taka? Uh, I've been doing this no, uh, no fucking, uh, no effing host show every week. That's right. I was going to plug it. Yeah. Uh, so, of course, you were doing a host show. Now it's a non-host show. What's going on? I've been sick and tired of seeing my face. Oh, come on now. Your face? Yes. Who could get sick of that? But you're like Uh this kind of a Buddha face guy. Yeah, that's the thing. Very wise, you might say. All Buddhists are people. (laughs) That's a nice point. So what's going on with the show, dude? Mm, Nothing much. I'm just going to... I've been doing it for... For five weeks now, I'm gonna do that every week. I just hope people share. I would share it. Yeah, man, we'll link to it. Yeah. What's the name of the show? Where can people find it's it? A, it's the No Effing Host Show on Outcast Studios. Awesome, man. Yeah. 
Hey, Taka, just one quick question. Facebook, uh, I know you're not publishing people's, people are giving their consent to uh, play their music, but Facebook tends to mute the show. So is there any, um, actually, let me put this out to anyone. How can we get back at these big tech fuckers? Well, let's just say, how can we get around that? Let's um, get, (laughs) so uh, if if you know, like, we know we have consent from all the artists, but Facebook still mutes the show. What can uh, so what can we do so we can just play it and uh, play all the songs and not have it like cut out or silenced? Well, the, I don't think there's any way around it because okay, if you're an artist and you you wanna publish your mm-hmm. works on, for example, CD Baby or some, something like that, you're giving them control on how how to mm-hmm. manage your content. So there's no. For for me as a broadcaster, I, there's no really way around it mm-hmm. other than just doing it live every yeah. week. Oh, I see it's what you're saying. It's not going to okay. be muted on the rep. Uh, it's not going to be muted during live. Oh, just it's the be replay. Muted huh? On the replay. Okay, that's fair though. Yeah. It's like like old school radio then. Yeah. Okay. You got to tune in live. I was listening today, man. You're playing yeah. some rappers. Yep. <laughs> well, it's been the same set list for three episodes now. I've been trying to uh, keep it consistent. Just like, mm-hmm. just like your ordinary TV show, you know. After the first segment, you know the first three commercials. <laughs> after the first segment, commercial? that's right. Yeah, like that. All right. Yeah, oh, okay. It's, all, it's always the same commercials, isn't it? <laughs> um, absolutely. Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. It's always segment. the same commercials. Yes, indeed. Yeah. I watch the show I've, for those commercials. Yeah, so I've been trying to keep the set list consistent for three weeks now. So whenever there's something new in there, you're going to notice. All right. Oh, okay. That's a surprise. A okay. Idea. That's an interesting idea. Yeah. All right. All yeah. right. We'll make sure to tune in. All right. Okay. All right, Taka. Thanks for calling in, man. Thank you. Have Break a, a leg at the a, show. Yeah. Get your roots and rocks and reggae's underway. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. All right. Cheers, dude. We'll talk soon. Okay. All right, Takashi Yumemiya, calling in. The reggae king of Tokyo. Absolutely. A lot of the Japanese bands think that his reggae is not real reggae. That's really funny. Isn't that weird? Because when you hear it, it's like, that's my definition of reggae. It's well, yeah. It's reggae. Well, There's it's so many different types, though. Same, kind of same with hip-hop, too, though. Um, uh, Rashad, Chad AD, also has had that problem in the past where people are like, no, that's not real hip hop, and he's like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> he, but he doesn't adapt to the current trends. He from his he gets his hip hop from his inspirations, and they're not from Japan. And so there are times he's been ostracized, but he's kind of countered it at by putting on his own shows with the own his own performers that he enjoys, and that's been doing really well. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, they did an article on I think it was Time Out Tokyo, and and uh, interviewed him a little bit about that. Cool. All right. I need to actually take a break. All right. We'll talk to you. So punctuating that last point. Yeah. You know what? I was thinking uh, just before uh, Umechan called, um, I was saying it's got to be a strange life being a a known actress or actor or idol for that matter. This kind of relates back to um, there's recently been some K-pop suicides. Super gotcha! Thank you. Uh, <laughs> but um, in this case, I think it's um, nobody, so very few people know you, 
but everybody thinks they know you based on what they see on a show or something. Uh, so they, yes. they attribute all of this to you. On top of that, you don't have a regular schedule. You don't have a regular daily schedule. You don't know what the future is holding. It's really, it's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of mental pressure. So of course, while I don't advocate that anybody does anything illegal at this I, I'm always like a little bit sympathetic to people like yeah, that. Yeah, you, you got to have your energy levels up and, and yeah. all these and you're part of a machine as yeah. well and you have so many managers around right. you and like people giving yes, you man. advice. Yeah. Yes, man, people trying to latch on, right. trying to dig the LSD out of the bra with their tongues. Right. And um at the same time people are trying to be your friend but looking for a little kinks in the armor that, you know, that they can use against you in the future. Yeah, I think so. it's a terrible thing. Yeah. That's but that's one of the reasons I like doing podcasts yeah. or being independent musicians. It's sure. like, okay, there's less of a ladder, but then there is no ladder. Right, so right. there's not a whole bunch of people saying, oh, you can't say that. Why don't you say it this way? Yeah. Uh, don't wear that sweater because it's made from this company and yeah. that company supports the other band and we have our own backup company that's, we're trying to get merchandising from this company, so maybe you should wear this thing. Right. Put these shoes on in the morning and right. put this bag on at night. Like, you're just like this constant accessory. Right. How can you live always thinking about the five degrees of six degrees of separation around you for everything it's yeah. it's it's it'll drive Unless someone crazy high out of your mind all the time oh yeah high or not high oh <laughs> well she was definitely she high was i think yeah yeah i think we have to go with that yeah i kind of like i respect her more because she was doing like the cool drugs she wasn't doing yeah she wasn't doing crack and, and fentanyl <laughs> you know it's like yes. lsd and ecstasy yeah like, i'm going on mind journeys to happy right land, motherfucker there's she's a true artist yeah <laughs> true artist indeed shall we move on to the next story all right um this is kind of a uh this is this is a another is it or is it not oh okay and um, i was thinking is yeah. this is this malicious or is it ignorant Oh, ooh, that's a good point. Well, we'll let you judge after I, I um, read this story. Right. Um, and the, the headline is, Department Store Reviews Plan for Staff to Wear Menstruation Badges After Outcry. A Japanese department store is reconsidering a plan for employees to wear badges when they're menstruating, which was originally aimed at fostering sympathy among coworkers but triggered a public outcry. The Daimaru Umeda department store in Osaka said on Thursday that it had hoped to encourage bonding by having menstruating staff wear a badge featuring an existing manga character named Serichan, loosely translated as Miss Period. We received many complaints from the public, some of them concerned harassment, and that was definitely not our intention. We are reconsidering plans now, said a male executive who declined to be named wisely. A spokesperson was not immediately available. The backlash comes as cases of workplace harassment have come under the spotlight in Japan amid a shrinking workforce and changing values about gender roles and public life balance. Companies are increasingly and publicly being criticized for bullying and gender discrimination. The Daimaru executives said the store had not uh, intended to make the badge uh, compulsory. Thoughts? Yeah, well, is that ignorant? Or intent is that malicious or ignorant? Now I looked a little bit into this story, and um, I'm going I, with ignorant. Okay, but okay, let me. Um, I think it's um, an idea of of tr starting as a good idea and taking it too far, um, because 
this was originally, according to uh, a couple, some other uh, articles, suggested by a female employee. And this maybe was used internally. And it was not compulsory. So if they were, if a woman was suggesting it and people were going with the idea, then, and it was voluntary, I'm not as inclined to say it's uh, harsh. I think it's just ignorant. You're right. The... Do you know what the badge looked like? Um, I think I had seen a picture the, about the, it before. The badge Sorry. Yeah. was actually, they would just tape a giant pillow to a woman's crotch. What? <laughs> no. <laughs> <I> was, <laughs> well, it, you know what the, the other thing that disturbed me a little? It was featuring an existing manga character called Seri-chan, yeah. which means it was already out there. Yeah. I mean... it's, it's a, but it is kind of weird, like yeah. when you read it. I, I, I really think it's ignorant. Yeah. The virtue signaling peacock would go, "All men can have periods too. This is what we mean Ugh. when we don't need to have badges. Oh, we God. all need to group together to stop this policy now." Well, if a group of mainly men wore them, then <laughs> that would be awesome. That would be kind of yeah. interesting. I'm going to strap a pillow to my crotch too. Yeah, there we go. Yes. <laughs> Um, the other thing, though, they, they said the Daimaru executive said the store had not attended to make the badge compulsory. Nobody, there's so many policies that everyone does that are not compulsory. It's just all pressure from um, uh, social peer pressure or pressure from your boss, immediate yeah, boss. Somebody gives you like the flair from yeah. office space. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. That's um, And so that, that kind of means nothing. Um, but... From the the original idea, do I say it's? I think it's just ignorance. All right, there we go. I thought that was hilarious when you're reading the first couple of sentences. Yeah, and like I'd read it and I thought it was funny, but when I was listening to you read it out loud, I'm yeah. like, "This is weird. This right. is beyond weird." Yeah. All um, right. It's let's, let's move on to <laughs> sure um, a different story, and this one is a clip from the NHK World English. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's about whaling. Japan's diet has approved a revised law in support of sustainable whaling. Japan resumed commercial hunts in July for the first time in 31 years after leaving the International Whaling Commission. The law says the government will assist the industry by helping to secure ships and crew. Whale meat was once a common feature of Japanese school lunches government will start promoting the meat to schools again in an effort to pass the culture on to future generations. The law requires that Japan will hunt whales within quotas that are set according to scientific evidence. It also obliges the government to take measures to prevent commercial trading of illegally hunted whales. So finally we can get more whale meat. Yeah, I'm looking forward to my whale burger. Um, it's a weird thing, isn't it? Yeah. The whale hunting thing. Because five years ago, you would have like these fleets in the Pacific. Right. Japanese people would be holding up like big signs saying, we are conducting scientific research. Yeah. And they just kind of leave the whaling commission. And they're like, ah, we're just going to hunt whales to eat. Mm -hmm. I have, I've eat, have you eaten whale? Yeah, I have. Actually. How yeah. many times? A couple. Yeah, once or twice. Me yeah. too. It's not really something home to write home about. Something no, not at all. About. And I've never heard uh -huh. a Japanese person say, hey, let's do whale. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay, this is uh, an interesting thing because uh, I heard there was at one point they were really um, looking to put it into school lunches. Yes. And um, the thing is, again, I'm not going to 
I'm not 100% sure of this, but I've seen this in many articles, that there's a high level of mercury in whale meat. And that um, mercury affects younger people and yes. more than it would you or me. Yes. And it's more than just licking a thermometer. For right. Sakes. Yeah, I know. Lord knows I've done that. But I mean, the idea of that, it's like, like when there, if there are other options, do we have to go? Is this such a point of national pride or just... It for some reason is. It kind of is, isn't it? It's, it's, a, it's some weird upper echelon of yeah. the Japanese elites that demand. Like when the Earth, Tohoku earthquake happened in yeah. 2011, yeah. they got billions of dollars to rebuild. Right. They, they slush funded some of that money into whale hunting. Uh, yeah, I did hear that That's as well. so weird. Yeah. But... It's like no one ever says, "Yeah, let's have a whale." Right? I'm, yeah, and like I'm, I've never walked past a busy whale restaurant. Right? It's yeah. like this weird. It's like, but it's our tradition. It's like, yeah, I don't know if it is. Yeah, if is it? Some traditions do die out. Yeah. The other so thing is hari kari. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. Well, do you think then is it that they might be a little bit ahead of the curve? This is my thinking on this, okay? okay? Fishing, the seas are getting fished out. Um, um, things like tuna, things like um, the main staples of fish uh, in people's diets are, they're saying if they're continuing at this pace, it won't take long before the seas are totally fished out. I don't believe it. Is, do you think it's given, oh, you don't believe that they're fished out or you don't believe it's them? I don't believe, well, I believe that certain stocks are affected by pollution yeah. um, and overfishing, that's for sure. But yeah. I, I wonder. I don't know. Okay. Is it just another viable, um, you know, source of nutrition? Do you think it, it, that is just they're trying to make bring some more variety in? A lot of... Um, and it's I not like expensive. I like your idea about being ahead of the curve. Yeah. That's actually very interesting. So even though, let's just say... They've reached the conclusion that the fishes, the fishes are the, disappearing. Yeah. The, so now we have to resource another source of protein. Whale stocks have been coming back because we haven't been fishing them. Right. So we can circulate that, recirculate that into our diet uh, to confront mm. an upcoming uh, crisis. That's and, a very interesting. Yeah. Idea. And God forbid, I mean that it's everyone starts to need to do that because the fish, uh, fish stocks have been depleted so much. Japan is ahead of everyone in that case, except for maybe Iceland, you know? Yeah. So, but in Iceland, they like I've seen documentaries of yeah. like just like regular Icelandic people. They're like, right. yeah, we keep some blubber in the freezer, you know, yeah, and here right. it is. They bring it out and they chop it up. Like, here it is. You yeah, know? yeah. We don't have much else going on over right, here. Right, right. But I've never gone to like a Japanese. Is it, they, sometimes they have whale, but there's never like a whale day. Yeah, like, right. It's, it's weird how this culture kind of, Keeps well, on perpetuating itself. Well, to be honest, I mean, and I'm going against my own, uh, my former point, there's other fish that are so common that people just kind of turn their nose up at, like catfish here. Yeah, catfish. Catfish, is, yeah. the namasu, the carp. You can eat You can eat all of those. Yeah. Um, they're not the best tasting fish if you're not, they're not prepared right, but there's, I've been to ponds where carp are almost leaping out of the water to get food because they're so packed in there. Yeah. So that would be a different source, but maybe it's a combination. Okay. We keep up national pride and we stay ahead with a, a, another food source that maybe it could be. Yeah. All right. And then this is the next one. Mm -hmm. 
Makeup is often used to enhance a person's appearance, but its impact is more than skin deep, especially for people with impaired sight. In Japan, the concept of blind makeup has gradually gained recognition over the last 10 years. NHK World's Tomomi Aiba has more about one woman's journey with blind makeup. What? Aika Ishigaki and her fellow peers with impaired eyesight are developing a new product. I just want to say this is the actual journalist's voice. It's okay. not somebody who's being a racist impersonating. Okay, Japanese. all right, yeah. fair enough. Yes. This is a place of well, you know, people get sensitive about Yeah, this. that's true. This okay. is the actual NHK reporter's voice. Okay. Makeup palette tailored for people with vision loss. Visual loss. Ishigaki lost her sight in her 20s. She says she initially struggled with drawing from the outside world. Then she discovered how makeup helped her reclaim a part of her old self. She says she sees herself with her mind's eye, applying eyeshadow and lipstick with her fingers, and that gives her joy and confidence. I used to be burdened by the thought that I couldn't go anywhere or do anything without help. But since I started doing blind makeup, I feel I can achieve anything, regardless of my blindness. Ishigaki's cosmetic collection is extensive. All right. Hmm. So what do you think? Um, it's empowering, fair enough. Um, I wish, well... There's two more minutes on this story. Yeah. I, I didn't clip the whole thing. No, no. Um Fair enough, though. I mean, when you're going out, you're going for a job interview, you're going to do any kind of work, you, you know, makeup is pretty much part of, you know, appearing professional. So, um, yeah. Tell me about it, boys. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a virtue signaling peacock. <laughs> um, and if it's a, it makes a person feel a little bit, if going into that ritual makes you feel like more empowered and more that you can do something on your own. Uh, have at it. You know what's weird though oh. is like how the news always makes jokes about serious things. Like the beginning? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Makeup is often used to enhance a person's appearance, but its impact is more than skin deep. Oh. Like uh. that kind of like <laughs> if it's like this this woman who made this blind makeup kit, yeah. she got attraction uh, yeah. from like a, a corporate executive. Sure. And then they like launched this whole product line yep. and they're trying to help people and right. they even extend the design of this blind makeup assortment to mm -hmm. people with visual, uh, who aren't visually impaired. Right, right, like the sure. the organization, like from 12 to 3 to 6 to 9 of makeup on a dial means oh. that you always know where your makeup is. Well, think and about so this. All the well, other, yeah. other people who are not visually impaired are also going like, what a great product. But of why course. does the news always begin with like this kind of nonchalant, double entendre, stupid-ass pun? That's weird. <laughs> I feel like if they didn't, we'd start to miss it. Well, okay. Yeah, yes. but um, actually, it's more than skin deep. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think they know they're saying it, knowing that people are laughing at them. All I right. don't. I don't feel like they're. So they're, we laugh at the news reporter and them. not the blind woman. Perhaps, perhaps it's that um, he's taking a bullet. Yeah, and it might not be. Not the zariboto. This is the accent of a Japanese. <laughs> Yeah, that doesn't sound... You're not off. <laughs> well, she shouldn't be speaking. Well, come she on. She should be writing. She yeah. shouldn't be speaking. Let's be honest. 
Yeah, right. fair enough. But I mean, she's getting paid. I know. Do we know she, how? That's taxpayer dollars. Yeah. Do we know how bad our accents sound in Japanese? I'm I'm okay. Yeah, but pe- nobody. I mean, nobody will openly laugh at you like they would in the states. <laughs> that's true. You know. Yeah. So, although I did get a good zinger in yesterday at the okay. liquor shop, all right, what I happened? was uh, getting picking up some pasta yeah. from this liquor shop, of course, as mm-hmm. you do, as you do, and they had a display for um, Japanese gin, mm, okay. and it's like a new gin made with oysters and sakura cherry blossoms. I have to admit, I'm intrigued. It was delicious. Really? Okay. So I I had some of this gin, yeah, and I was like, this is. Nihon Jin, yeah, <laughs> which means a Japanese oh, person, and the person laughed. I got a zinger in. Well, yeah, yeah, I, I've done that. I've I've made those. What is it? I've made an oyaji gag, yes. which is kind of like a dad joke. Yes, but the fact it's coming, there people are not expecting you to speak Japanese, and you're making a joke. Just that premise is funny. I found. So if yeah. you're a foreigner coming to Japan for the first time and you can find, you can remember the Japanese for a joke, people will probably laugh at it just out of shock, I yeah. think. <laughs> I went to the library to get some research for uh, mm-hmm. paranoia and I asked the librarian mm-hmm. where the books were mm-hmm. and she said, they're right behind you. That's <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. So I rest my case. <laughs> All right. Do you want to do one? Anyways, so that's mm-hmm. a, that's a weird story. I just thought that was weird and bring it in. Yeah. Um, last one. Are you ready? Absolutely. Yes. Ballooning and undisclosed costs related to next year's Tokyo Olympics and Paralympics are causing alarm among Japanese auditors. The Japan Board of Audits says spending on items not in the official budget has now reached about $10 billion. I prefer that previous woman's heavily accented voice to this guy's. I kind of, yeah, yeah. This guy I want to stomp his face in. (laughs) I'm sure he's a wonderful person. The board is urging the government to come clean with the public about how much money will ultimately be spent. The board says the government has already spent roughly $9.7 billion on 340 projects over a six-year period ending in March. That was up more than $2 billion from a year before. Among the costs were the construction of the new national stadium and steps to combat the intense heat expected next summer. Money has also been spent to help Japanese athletes be more competitive. The board faulted the government for failing to disclose one cost in particular. It says about $120 million will be needed for temporary posts for police from around the country who will come to Tokyo to help out. In December 2017, the Tokyo Organizing Committee announced the budget for projects directly linked to the games had risen to about $12.5 billion. I forgot I had done those farting noises when I was clipping the show. At first, I thought you were actually doing them into the mic. when, no, <laughs> and, no. and then I was like, what? Boy, I, this guy really is unprofessional. <laughs> Maybe he has a stomach issue. No, I, uh, I added those in. It was not an Eric Swalwell moment. Um, there we go. Eric, you should have it looked at. Anyway, yeah. Who cares about the Olympics? Summer Olympics I, uh, are yeah. stupid. 
I, we, we should yeah. be in, in investing in this infrastructure for like transportation, yeah. airports, driverless cars, yeah. and like new infrastructure and things like that. The idea of a stadium being a centerpiece of like a jewel of a city yeah. is like a 1980s idea. And the fact that like mm-hmm. who who cares about this $10 billion sports infrastructure project? Yeah. Nobody uses it. Um, you know, I am 100% in, in agreement with you with that. Summer um, Olympics should should be finished. We should just turn I the agree. key. Yeah. Winter Olympics are awesome. I don't I don't like I like the Winter I'm Olympics zero. because yeah. it's people using technology and equipment to yeah. deal with like unfamiliar or foreboding uh, scenarios. Yeah. But the Summer Olympics, I'm just watching a bunch of people swim. I think it's just and everyone's yeah. like ten medals for Michael Phelps. He swam. Yeah, well, I'm really, just, you splash around on a pool, and the taxpayer has to give you ten billion dollars. Yeah, I just don't think the returns on it is worth anything. Um, I I think, but you know, if um, I tell ev- anyone outside of you, frankly, I get a look like I grew another nose. You know, like people yeah, are just like, "What are you fire. talking about?" Yeah. Like, of course it's like. So I'm like, all right, fine, but I I. Absolutely feel like there's no need for it, period. Um, I guess I'm not also a biggest... (laughs) I'm not the biggest sports fan, so I just... uh, I realize it's like I'm not... It's not me participating. I had nothing to do with that country's athlete or my country's athlete. Oh, he ran in a straight line yeah. really fast. So I oh, don't, they threw a bar really quickly. Right. I don't feel any connection to it. Yeah. And I, I'm like, great. You, these are fantastic athletes. Um, I throw get nothing a rock from far. It. <laughs> it's so dumb. <laughs> Those athletes aren't dumb, but I mean, no, 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 the, the, <laughs> but the, the idea of it, I agree. I just think it's outdated. I, do, I don't know. Yeah, I agree too. And the and the and the ROI ain't worth it. Yeah. And if they were saying like, yeah, we're gonna build like this this cool new highway. Yeah. I'm like, all right, that sounds interesting. Right. But exactly. This idea of like ten billion dollars for a stadium. I live right next to the stadium. By yeah, the that's it doesn't really look like anything special, but. That's the idea. We yeah. have the Olympics coming. Spending is always overboard. Yeah. And there's the idea that the Olympics might be uh, a, f- a place for uh, tyrannical countries to invest in, to make themselves like build Potemkin villages oh, see, so yeah. that they appeal yeah. friendly to the international community right, while they right. go and commit horrible acts of mass murder. Yeah, yeah. But unfortunately, you and I are just a vocal minority, right? And this... Um, minority of minorities. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I'm a virtue signaling peacock. I'm a minority. <laughs> that is the title of this episode. Virtue, virtue signaling peacock. peacock. Okay, that's like a good it. title. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's I'm not in. bad. Yeah, last one was four seasons. Four seasons, right? Yeah. yeah. This gets your attention. Yeah, virtue signaling peacock. Anything else to add for the uh, show? You want to cover anything else? Uh, well, I don't know if you want to do some more, I don't know. We got still got a bit of time. Um. I wanted to, sorry, let me just quickly. That's okay. I wanted to ask you, actually, um, since people will be visiting for the Olympics or... Oh, right, of course, yes. Um, I I just wanted to ask you, is there anything in Japan that um, the average tourist comes to see that you yourself are actually a fan of? Not really. Is there there any area? Is there any... I don't know. Um, I'm not sure what... If you, you know people can come and mm-hmm. I, I think like the the temple is going to Kamakura, okay. Asakusa, or if you can catch, I, I've been to Kyoto a few times. Sure, 
And I've been to some of the temples on like a Wednesday afternoon. Right. You have the place to yourself. That's it's great. great. Yeah. You go on Sunday and you're just in a constant line. You're like right. in a line from the station to the okay. temple. And then the temple has mm-hmm. like a mapping route and you're in a line yeah. through the map and then you kind of get kicked out at the end. <clears throat> right. But the, um, so you got to be smart because sure. Japan advertises itself a lot. I'm not sure anymore, but yeah. when I was, before I moved here, in terms of like Sakura, Cherry blossoms, yeah. geisha, like ninjas, mm. and things like that. And then you come here, and everybody's wearing business suits and drinking coffee. So yeah, I, I think there is a bit of a gap between the imaging of Japan yeah. and the reality. I don't think there's a real signature landmark as well for Japan. Um, Mount Fuji. Yeah, but, but Japan didn't build Mount Fuji. Also, like you can drive by it. Are you going to climb it? Like. I know. I never want to climb that thing. You, I have. You, it's you not... go up and then you go down. Yeah. There's no rivers. Yeah. There's. It's. It's. I haven't. It wasn't bad, but it's not. It's a real commitment too. You know what I mean. And if you have to climb up and there's a line, it's. It's pretty rough. It's not. It's not a small mountain. And I mean, compared to Kilimanjaro, maybe yes, but it's Kilimanjaro has valleys and plateaus. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like nature. Right, yeah. Mount Fuji is just an ex, ex, uh, ex, not extinct. What's it called? Extinct mm-hmm. volcano? Is that the right term? Yeah, it is. Okay, yeah. 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 That's all it is. Yeah. You go up and then you go down. Right. You walk well, up a staircase, you go down a staircase. <laughs> is there anything then that um, the average tourist wouldn't know about that you would you think that they should check out if they're going to be here? I always, when I go to new places, I just walk around. That's the nice thing about Japan, actually. That's something I almost feel like you should. I don't know how you'd advertise it, but this is kind of. I went to Paris. That's what I did. I didn't get maps and I didn't go like make a route and all the subways. I just walked around Paris for 10 hours. Okay. And you end up seeing most everything, anyways. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, I think, um, well, I think if you're. I guess you're going to go to like Akihabara. You're going to maybe see the Sky Tree. Yes. Um, We're recording near the Sky Tree. Yeah, that's right. Of course. Tokyo Tower is another one. Um, Which is uh, just a copy of the Eiffel Tower. Yeah, I know, right? Um, Shibuya Crossing, people want to see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, It's unbelievable, actually, the first time you saw it. Yeah. Uh, 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 Someone I know, Japanese guy, engineer I know, just took some of his foreign friends to see Shibuya Crossing. They loved it. Oh, yeah. They they sat in a building above the state, and they just watched people go across. Like, we can't believe this. (laughs) For me, I'm just like, what a pain in the ass. Yeah, exactly. If you're seeing it for the first time, you're like, whoa, dude. Yeah. How about this, then? How about a place if they wanted... um, I think a lot of people are going to want to see the... um, what is it for Akihabara? The Electric Town, the AKB, that studio. Sure. They probably want to go check that out. But how about is there one place you'd recommend to see live music that's not like idol music? Right, what the Dickens? What the Dickens would be good, but it's you good. figured they'd probably want something not oh, so Western. Yeah. yeah, we kind of go there to escape. Right. One place that I would suggest, ah, of course. The the Bauhaus Live Club in Rapongi. Bauhaus, okay. Yeah, I've, I played there with Yeti. Okay. Um, and they have a great inside. It's super comfortable. Okay. They've got red, cushy chairs. It's mm-hmm. like leather. Yeah. And they got great sound. Um, the, they, they play covers, and the musicians are fucking awesome. Okay. A okay. great sound. Fair They're enough. very welcoming as well. They're, okay. They're happy you're there. 
a lot of the times in the live houses, yeah, there's yeah. a feeling of apathy. Like, yeah, there is. Like, I'm just definitely. here to push buttons. I'm just right. here to pour drinks. Yeah. But in Bauhaus Rapongi, like they're like, hey, how's it going? Yeah, right. Come on in. They they have a lot of reservations and they got good okay. whiskey. And, uh, Bauhaus Rapongi, man, I would recommend Bauhaus Rapongi. All right. Well, yeah. you heard it. You heard it here first. Yeah. Um, there was a couple. Actually, um, what is it? Uh, Eggman in Shibuya, I thought, was a pretty good one. Yeah. That was a, a decent... I mean, it's more of what you were saying about kind of that, a little bit more of the 80s lighting, but it's, they have a good stage, they have a good sound system, and it's a little bit bigger than the norm, your average live house. That's a good place to check it out, to check music out. Um, have you been to... Uh, how about Asakusa? Asakusa... Asakusa, not really. No, no, nah. not a fan. It's okay. Yeah. I went one time and it's just like, all right, you know. The thing with there is that there's so many tourists. A lot of the things that they sell, yeah. are not real. Like I saw a kimono. Yeah, there, yeah, sure. The kimono was like a fake kimono. On, uh, on yeah. one side of the kimono was like a lady, mm-hmm. like a Japanese woman, yeah. in a traditional wearing, like right. printed on the kimono, uh, and then yeah. she was looking at a tsunami. You know, yeah, like I can't Hakusai, imagine someone the Hakusai like big wave. Yeah, yeah, right. It was like that mixed with a, a kimono girl, and it's like I don't think that makes a lot of sense. Do you think the kimono company had a, like a misprint and they made a batch of them? They're like, well, we could probably sell them to some tourists, maybe. I, I think they're just they're just like, all right, this is what we're selling. You know? We got to print it. Gotta was it a request? It. Yeah. <laughs> so mm. yeah, it sucks. I don't know. I'm you know you get. To, pretty tired of those places pretty quickly most people just go once or twice anyway yeah 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 Yeah, i guess i mean for any of them i I don't know if you'd want to go see like the great wall more than once yeah you know the pyramids would you see that i mean oh if i was living near the pyramids i'd be podcasting right on the pyramids (laughs) i'd be like this is the pyramid podcast (laughs) that would be awesome we're nice. gonna get underneath the foot of the Sphinx and see what's going on there. I don't care what Zvahad Morawi says; he's <laughs> kicked out. He doesn't deserve the power he has. Well, um, the Egyptians should count themselves lucky, I guess. <laughs> there needs to be more podcasts from the pyramids. From Absolutely, the wonders of the world. <laughs> they're wasting. They're wasting their chances. Well, um, in that case. Um, We'll be broadcasting from Egypt next time you hear us. Let's do it. Yeah, okay. I'm ready. I got my ticket. (laughs) All right. All right. Is that going to be it? Are we good? I think we're good. I think we're good. All right. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening to the Japan What, the W-U-T question mark podcast, Japan What podcast. Coming at you live, blowing hot air at the back end of Tokyo this week, Ian Kinshjo, accompanied by the Virtues Signaling Peacocks. You heard us discussing the inner workings of Japan with an outsider's perspective with zero insight. Zero insight. Indeed. Indeed.